All righty. Welcome to our first Living Sports Podcast, everybody. Um, I'm Megan Brown. Hello, guys. I'm Justin. And I'm Matt Orlein. Um, today, we're just going to kind of talk through a couple of modern topics in sports itself, and we're just going to kind of bounce it back and forth. All right. So my topic today, of course, was women's sports. I think it's very, very important, and it's eye-opening to see that women's sports um, are becoming more popular today. Um, just kind of go off with some names of the really trendsetters. We have Ronda Rousey. Is might not seem, but in 2012, she was the first female star to sign with the UFC. I just think it shows the tenacity of women and what they're trying to do. Yeah, what's she been up to lately? Uh, I honestly don't really know. I think it says... I haven't heard about her in a minute. I haven't either. I think she's just kind of making her way around, just kind of... Um, Probably doing more like business side stuff. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. And she had her WWE venture for a little bit. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. about that. She's probably still in there. I just, I just, we probably just don't yeah. watch it enough. Which is kind of sad. I mean, we should, but that's why I think why people are trying to get women more involved. Something different, something new. Everyone diversity, you know. <laughs> um, I was just watching the. Uh, Women's uh, finals the other night. Oh my god! I'm sure you watched that as a basketball player yourself. That was crazy. That last shot. Was, oh my god. What was her name? Ari McDonald. Ari McDonald. Yeah. I was rooting for. I was like, Yo, go McDonald. <laughs> she's dumb. Yeah, but um, <laughs> even at that, <laughs> just like for for her. Yeah, even at that, and like women's sports and how like the NCAA, just seeing like the difference between men and women. Um, like the NCAA and their problems they had between the past tournaments. It's really eye-opening to see, and it's kind of interesting how more women are getting more jobs in sports and everything like that. We have the weight room issue at the yeah. women's tournament this year. Uh, yeah. We have the men's have their own huge, gigantic weight room with yeah. different sections for different teams. And the and women get, like, a dumbbell rack. Like, come on. Rack and some yoga mats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not going to do it. No, and even at the meals, just simple things like that. It's just crazy. Yeah, I saw that. That was, yeah. You just, you just can't, you can't do that. You can't make make assumptions. And like even at that, fair. but that was just, that was way too extreme. Even it went all over social media within like two days. It was crazy. The NCAA they claimed that there wasn't enough space, but there was people or athletes from inside the tournament sending videos and pictures of room just with empty tons of space where they could have easily set up something and it's crazy you just see kind of the difference between men and women in general in the sports industry just playing sports everywhere in general it's it's crazy to see how everything's evolving these days yeah i definitely did feel like i i heard i I saw more buzz and more um advertisements to like the uh the girls March Madness than in i don't know than recent years maybe it's just that's a coincidence maybe it's not but um, hopefully, that definitely continues to uh, to grow in popularity and uh, quality too, in terms of like promotions and yeah, something like 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 that. The uh, the whole weight room incident. I totally agree. I totally agree. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Um, Justin, if you want to get that search. Sure. Um, I kind of wanted to get your guys' uh, opinion and uh, talk about uh, the. The athletes uh, in college, uh, whether they should be paid or not. I mean, I, I've always kind of, you know, heard people talk talk about it, and but I've never really gotten anyone else's 
uh, two cents. So I'd kind of like to see what you guys have to say about that. Being an athlete in general, um, and being at the D3 level especially, um, there is a major difference, I think, in how the NCAA is run between the different levels. Definitely. And I, and I think that if letting it, everyone like at their athletes profit off their name, I think it would create more of, like equality throughout the levels. So I definitely think the NCAA should let athletes profit because it also does set them up for the mm-hmm. future. Yeah, um, it's as an athlete, uh, all, all of us, I'm sure, you know, first initial thought is just kind of like, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, make more money, you know, more, come on. <laughs> for athletes too, um, you know, we, we bring in um, money to the school. Um, we we go here, and I mean. I feel like it's a, the, looking at it from the other other side, the other uh, spectrum. If you're, uh, I guess, in like a higher position of authority, if you will, in, in the school, the uh, president, the uh, athletic director, whatever, someone in, would be in the position to be making types of decisions to uh, to pay athletes. And, you know, I, in D three, maybe you know, just being honest, maybe they wouldn't uh, get necessarily paid because if you're thinking about it. There's really no ticket sales. Um, most, I mean, I, I don't even remember. It's been such a long time since there's been a, a home game or you know something here, like basketball game or whatever. But I don't even know if we charge or not. But even if we did charge at the D three level, there's probably like maybe a hundred, give or take, uh, fans. You know, that's really not enough to go around and pay the athletes compared to like the D one level. I think they should definitely be paid because I don't know. Let's say like a Rutgers just using a local team for, for reference uh, in the area. I'm sure there's there's the, like the RAC, the Rutgers Athletic Center, that can hold thousands of people, and they have events, and there's thousands of people that are all paying probably like, you know, 20, whatever, give or take uh, $20 uh, per ticket. That, that's thousands of, of dollars that I definitely feel like should be distributed uh, amongst the athletes because uh, they're the ones, obviously, without them, it couldn't happen. I agree. Like you said, they're, they're there because of them. Yeah. Without them, they would not be able to have sports or anything like that. So I agree about paying athletes yeah. based on that aspect. I think that at the very least, they should have a profit off the name and likeliness. I mean, you got athletes like let's look at Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. He's got almost five hundred thousand followers on Instagram, making all his posts, and he's not making a cent from any of his social medias. Whereas mm-hmm. you got. Other people who are not college athletes, maybe less, even less followers, they can do promotional posts with companies and profit off that. But the NCAA doesn't allow that, so he can't make any money from that, and that's not very fair. Even at that, um, yes, the athlete is probably, but you got to remember at the same time, the athlete is also wearing that school's name. So it's not like it's putting a granted, granted situation. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're putting a negative image on the school. Most, I would say 80% of the time, it's a positive image, so they're ringing in more money for them as well. Yeah, definitely. They should, if they're bringing money to the school, wearing their name, I agree with you, uh, they should be paid because that's definitely, I think, at the D1 level, um, schools are getting a ton of money off athletics and just taking the money uh, themselves, I guess, and not really. So I don't think that's fair. At least, at the, at least at the D one level, D three, I feel like D two, maybe it can go either way. I, I agree. It, you know? it also depends on the level, the amount of work that's being put in, and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
when's the uh, I saw just like a headline really reading the article but uh, the uh, one a uh, Supreme Court is uh is, is going over the uh, like making a decision uh, of whether they're gonna be paid or not like was that gonna you know any more about that when that's gonna happen I actually think I saw that I know what you're talking about I saw that in SBJ I think um, we read a lot I think it was in last week's issue or something like that but yeah uh, they're still just trying to decide all the um, the details and the nitpickies and everything like that uh, but it is being put into play so we should hear a result soon from the Supreme Court. Which should be nice. Cool, cool. Yeah, definitely. Matt, you want to touch on your subject? Yeah, uh, my subject today was COVID in sports. Um, mm-hmm. As we now know, teams are trying to get fans back into their stadiums. Because obviously, it's, it was very different last year from you know, a lot of athletes just say that the atmosphere without fans is just so different. And now you've got... Oh, absolutely. You've got states like Texas who are putting full 100% capacity back in, and then you've got New York who's putting, I know at City Field they have 20% capacity back. So there's just a, there's just a huge difference, and you know we're trying to get back to normalcy, but it's, it's do you want to rush it? Do you want to ease back into it? It's interesting to see how different teams do that. I agree. Even at the different levels, like you just mentioned, how like professional teams have certain capacities, even at schools such as here. It's very eye-opening to see um, between the different leagues and everything like that. Because I know some of our sports teams um, in our league had a basketball season. Compared to us, we didn't. So it's just really interesting of how um, different um, decisions are being made as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a sticky, I feel like it's a, a sticky situation. It is a very sticky situation. Um, it's... And it's just one of those those things that uh, obviously just COVID in general, outside of sports, no one really knows exactly how to go uh, go about it. Being it's such a new thing, um, I haven't seen this kind of uh, not that we're in like total shutdown anymore. But since World War Two, we haven't seen this uh, crazy type of government shutdown like this. But um, I, I get both sides. It's it, you don't want to be re- people can't be responsible, and then be getting lost, and then be getting uh, sued because. Uh, for being the host of an event of which COVID spread. But at the same time, I'm kind of just like, if someone, let, let's, you know, they sign a waiver saying, you understand, you take the risk uh, that when you go into the arena stadium, whatever, that you make, you know, you're open to possibly contracting uh, uh, diseases. Uh, I'm more on that side, but I get both sides, but it's just a, it's just such a tough thing. I just, I, I'm, but in the, in my two cents, I'm just kind of more for it. I just want to play. Go, yeah, play. Go I to agree. the go to your. Uh, there's only games. certain <laughs> steps. There's only certain 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 steps you can take, and some precautions you can take until it's just you can't protect yourself anymore. Like you said, like signing a waiver, like you know you're what you're getting yourself into. I mean, there's nothing you can really do about that. Yeah, or you know, people that are um, vaccinated, uh, maybe they could do some. Uh, uh, along those lines, um, like have uh, athletes be vaccinated in order to play or something like that. Yeah, um, and um, maybe not necessarily mean that should be what happens. I'm just saying it's an option. Mm-hmm, yeah, I just know like I'm, I'm a big Clippers fan with basketball, and I've just been watching. Um, I was watching some old uh, 
old footage and like of like the Lob City era Clippers, like the 2013-14-ish, <laughs> and right. just watch with, with all the, the fans there. I just haven't heard like that organic uh, sound in, in such a long time <laughs> with, 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 the, with the cheering and the, you know, seeing all them there. It just creates a whole different atmosphere, aesthetic yeah. and atmosphere, vibe, everything. I agree. Right. Some <laughs> of the things you just can't recreate like that, you can't recreate the atmosphere of the gym. The map, the field, yeah. whatever you're on, I totally agree with that. So I get where you're coming from that point. I almost feel like it's uh, with the having such limited fans in there. It's almost diminishing to the game, and it makes it not exciting to watch. I, I highly, um, I would assume ratings are probably. I mean, I don't. I'm just making down. assumptions here, but I would just assume that they're that they're down because mm-hmm. it's it's almost kind of like not as entertaining and fun to watch it. It almost like seems uh, the the lack of, of fans there is diminishing the, the game. And there's nothing you can do about it. You, you know, people's health come first. But, yeah, again, a sticky, uh, a touchy subject. But again. me, I just want to. That's play. I agree. I just want to play. I'm sure, Matt, you just want to play as well. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if you really want to stay safe, you know, don't go. But I think mm-hmm. like Justin was mentioning, if you sign a waiver, you know that something may happen. And you got to be ready for that. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Alrighty. Well, that hits all of our topics for today. Um, I just want to thank everyone for coming today, listening. Um, shout out to Professor Perricone and Living Sports <laughs> for letting us get this opportunity to do a project like this. So thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. See you.